Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about technology that helped a paralyzed man write sentences with his mind, why popular song lyrics have gotten simpler over time, and how you can try the most bitter substance on earth. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Researchers have made a huge step forward in service of people with spinal cord injuries and neurological disorders. In the first successful demonstration of its kind, a man who was paralyzed in 2007 wrote more than 200 sentences using only his mind. This isn't the first system devised to help paralyzed people communicate. A French magazine editor blinked his entire memoir after a stroke in the 90s, and Stephen Hawking used muscles in his cheek to pick letters using a cursor. But in the newly proven method, researchers implanted two small computer chips on the left side of a research participant's brain in a region responsible for fine motor movement. For privacy, the researchers called the participant T5. The pair of chips contained about 100 electrodes that eavesdropped on the neurons controlling T5's right hand. Once the chips were in place, the researchers brought T5 into the lab and asked him to imagine holding a pen above a piece of paper and writing each letter of the alphabet. While he was doing that, the researchers recorded a ton of data describing the patterns of electrical activity in his brain while he quote-unquote wrote each letter. Even though it had been more than a decade since he'd been able to move his hands, T5's brain showed distinct patterns for each of the letters he imagined writing. Some of the letters were really easy for the researchers to tell apart, but it was harder to distinguish letters that look similar and require similar actions to draw. I'm looking at you, lowercase r, h, and n. The researchers took that data and used it to train a type of artificial intelligence algorithm called a recurrent neural network to match the brain activity with the letters. But all of this is just the setup. Here's the real story. After quite a bit of practice, T5 was able to write sentences at 18 words per minute just by imagining he was drawing the letters. The accuracy was pretty good, too. The algorithm managed to guess the correct letter about 94% of the time. Accuracy rose to 99% with autocorrect. That's a big ducking deal. Ha! <laughs> this is a huge step, but the tech won't be available for regular patients anytime soon. Technology like this has to be proven to work for a lot more people before it's considered clinically viable. The researchers also hope to increase the number of characters the system can recognize. Right now, it's limited to lowercase letters and a couple of punctuation marks. But hey, it sure beats blinking an entire memoir. It'll only get easier from there. If you've noticed that pop music sounds a lot simpler than it did in the past, it's not just you. It's science. That's according to a new study of music lyrics over six decades. And that study may have found a reason for this trend towards simplicity and it's not that kids these days have no taste. The researchers behind this study measured how simple songs were based on how compressible they were. So they compressed songs like zip files. Every time an element, like a chorus, repeated, that element was replaced with a link back to its first appearance. The more compressed a song could get, the simpler the researchers considered it to be. Other studies have come to similar conclusions about music getting simpler over time, 
But this team wanted to know why. They figured that maybe it's because there are more songs being made every year. They had a few reasons for this hypothesis. One comes down to the mere exposure effect, or the fact that we like something the more we're exposed to it. When you hear all the single ladies enough times, you kind of can't resist singing along. Research has also found that when we're faced with a lot of choices, we tend to prefer the simplest ones so we can give our brains a break. And sure enough, the team found that the more new songs there were in a year, the simpler those songs were on average. And those simpler songs got more and more popular as the landscape of new music got more crowded in any given year. Now, of course, the researchers realized there could be other factors at play. Other studies have shown that as social and ecological factors shift, song lyrics shift too. So, for instance, when resources are scarce or when disease is rampant, people tend to be less creative and more interested in conforming with others. So the researchers looked into changes in a ton of different factors, ranging from infectious disease and climate change to rates of conservatism and collectivism. They looked into just about every social factor that could influence songwriting over 60 years, and none were as strongly linked to simplicity in song lyrics as the number of new songs was. So if we like simpler songs better when we have more songs to choose from, that suggests that our preference for how simple our media is isn't something inherent to us as consumers. It changes over time. But if there are more podcasts to choose from every day, then that means... Simple good? Yes, simple good. Next story. What is the most bitter thing you've ever laid your taste buds on? Coffee, an IPA, maybe even dark chocolate? Well, imagine that pungent flavor multiplied by infinity. That's pretty much denatonium benzoate, or Bitrex. It was coined the bitterest substance in the world by the Guinness World Records, and it exists for a very good reason. Bitrex was originally discovered by scientist McFarlane Smith in 1958 when he was trying to make a more effective version of the anesthetic known as lidocaine. But instead of blocking pain signals, his new concoction glommed onto bitter taste receptors, and it turned the heat up to 11. This chemical compound is so bitter that if you dropped a thimbleful of the stuff into an Olympic swimming pool, the bitterness could still be detected in the water. The U.S. Army even reported that this substance could be used in chemical warfare to make food supplies inedible. And yet, this stuff is actually pretty popular. It's currently being used in at least 60 countries. While the substance was rejected as an anesthetic, its extreme bitter taste was perfect for adding to dangerous products to make them less appealing to children and animals. Accidental poison ingestion was a big problem in the 1980s, so concerned mothers advocated for Bitrex to be added to dangerous household products. The compound itself is harmless. It just tastes really, really horrible. In 1995, Oregon passed a law requiring Bitrex to be added to antifreeze and windshield wiper fluid. 
Now you can find Bitrex listed as a prominent ingredient in several common poisonous products, ranging from perfumes to household cleaners. This bitter accident is helping to save lives. And get this, you can actually try Bitrex for yourself through the manufacturer. They encourage people to order a taste test and then share photos of your reaction on social media with the hashtag Bitrex taste test. I'm not even joking. You can find a link in the show notes. One review says, quote, I took a tiny taste of Bitrex and my mouth tasted like a place where old spiders go to die, end quote. And people here in Chicago say Malort tastes bad, which it doesn't. <laughs> I feel like I've heard that exact same description for Malort. So you got to do a Malort Bitrex blind tasting. Malort is not that bad. Why do people <laughs> keep insisting? <laughs> there are way worse drinks than Malort. Just saying. And no, I don't mean Merlot. I mean Jepson's <laughs> Malort, the hard liquor, not Merlot. They're different. <laughs> All right. Well, let's recap what we learned today. Well, we learned that a new technology helped a paralyzed man write more than 200 sentences using only his mind. Researchers implanted electrodes in the part of his brain responsible for fine motor movements, then had him imagine writing each letter of the alphabet. Then they fed that data into an AI algorithm that read his thoughts as he imagined writing full sentences. It's the future, Ashley. And we learned that popular song lyrics have indeed gotten simpler over time. If you didn't already have that sense from listening to the radio, well, it's true. And apparently a major reason for that is how many new songs come out in a year. According to research, that could mean that consumer listening preferences change over time, too. I feel torn about this research because, I mean, yes, it makes sense that the more songs there are, the more overloaded our brains are for like deciding what we're going to listen to and kind of interpreting everything that we're hearing. So we go for more simple songs. But also, like, it seems like throughout time, the most popular music has been the simplest. It's just the catchiest, you know, I mean, jingles stick in your mind because they're really simple. It does seem like we have a sort of fascination with simple music in general, but I can see how simpler gets even better when you have too many options to choose from. I mean, all the single ladies, literally the, <laughs> the lyrics are all the single ladies, all the single ladies, all the single ladies, all the single ladies, all the single ladies. Now put okay. your hands up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also like that. We're so hip and cool that that's definitely the most recent pop song reference. I know. I couldn't. I spent a really long time trying to think of something more recent that was that obvious. And I was like, I'm just going to I'm just going to do what I know. I mean, it's not like we've been going out to bars lately. That's true. And we learned that the most bitter chemical in the world is known as denatonium benzoate. Brand name, Bitrex. It was invented as a failed attempt at making a better local anesthetic. And by local anesthetic, I mean an anesthetic that you put in one place in your body, not like an anesthetic that's made locally and grass fed and pasture raised. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but this failed local anesthetic wasn't a complete failure because Bitrex is now used in many poisonous products to make them less appealing to children and animals. Would you try this? Yes. 100% yes. Really? Maybe I should do it. Maybe I should order it right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> right now. <laughs> wow. I mean, otherwise I'll forget, right? Yeah. One more reason to follow you on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Your latest viral tweet of 10,000 that you do every No, but month. I do need to pit it up against Malort. So, okay. Malort was created by a Swedish immigrant who came to Chicago in the 1930s and created this drink made with wormwood, which is a really bitter herb. It's also the main ingredient in absinthe. But the flavor is really strong. Jepson was a cigar shop owner and smoker. And so he didn't like it, it hurt his ability to taste. So his tobacco ravaged tongue couldn't really enjoy lots of other liquors. So he created this very strong, very bitter liquor. And it's like a thing in Chicago. Like there's Chicago comics that travel with it. When you come to Chicago, if you're young, you go out to a bar. People are like, oh, if you tried Malort and then they buy you know shots of Malort. It's a thing here. And I insist it's not that bad. It's not. I mean, you get used to it. I have very bad news, though. We just told the listeners that you can get a taste test of Bitrex. And when you click on the link, it tells you all about the taste test and everything you should do. And then you say request a taste test kit. And it says temporarily unavailable. Currently, oh, no. you cannot receive your Bitrex taste test. And I just want, you know, we we need to, as a podcast, we need to... Tell Bitrex that they need to bring the taste test back because I want to try it. There you go. I guess try Malort in the meantime. <laughs> I do have a bottle of it. That is, I do have half a bottle of it. Oh, there you go. Today's writers were Grant Curran, Kelsey Donk, and Anna Todd. Our managing editor is Ashley Hamer. Our producer and audio editor is Cody Goff. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? I don't think you need mind-reading technology or for me to tell you that you should join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. <laughs>